Hey there, fiends, and welcome back to that Horrorwitch podcast. This is your host, Christy, and today I'm going to talk about a movie that's not necessarily horror, but it's Darren Aronofsky, so it's close enough. I'm going to be talking about the Brendan Fraser movie, The Whale, that's already getting a lot of Oscar buzz, and it is honestly very deservingly so. But before I get into that, I do want to say thank you again for being on this crazy ride with me. Again, it's almost been a year and that's insane. (laughs) I do want to say that I appreciate everyone who's tuned in and I do have some plans for this upcoming year. Again, I want to be more consistent with podcasting because I let stress get to me and me fall off the wagon and so I'm trying to do better. And again, before I get into everything, uh, I do have plans to have guests on my podcast. I honestly haven't had any because I am not the best with technology. I'm not that technologically savvy and it's honestly a miracle that I figured out how to do this shit. Like (laughs) recording and editing and then adding in sound bites is like a whole new fucking world to me. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get some guests and figure out how to do this shit. So look forward to that. And then I'm also going to be um, a guest on the podcast called The Nightclub. You could check them out wherever you get your podcasts. My favorite episode of theirs is Meet for the Grinder. It's about Willy's Wonderland. It's great. And so the episode or whenever it comes to fruition, we got to work out details. Um, it's going to be about Army of Darkness. So again, look for that wherever you get your podcasts. So Into the Whale, it is starring the wonderful, the goat, if you will, Brendan Fraser, who is beloved by, I don't know a single person who hates Brendan Fraser. And if I do, I don't want to hear it. So... <laughs> I know a lot of people around my age who consider themselves 90s kids. Uh, He was amazing. We all loved him. I remember probably the first movie I saw him in was maybe a bootleg copy of Encino Man. And from then on, I was just like always looking forward to seeing what he was in. And in case you need to know about this man's roster, I'm only going to give off my favorites. So... Encino Man, The Mummy, The Mummy 2, Monkey Bone, Blast from the Past, Bedazzled, and he was also in the show The Affair, and I hadn't gotten to the season that he was on, so I'm gonna have to go back to that show because it was actually pretty good. And I had never seen him act in a dramatic role aside from this movie, and you know, maybe a little scenes here and there from Bedazzled, but nothing really that was serious that showed his full range. Uh, Well, again, Bedazzled kind of does that too. But, oh, and he was also really good, and I gotta pick up on this show again, because it's really good. Uh, It's called The Doom Patrol. He plays Robot Man, and the opening scenes with his character made me cry, because as we all know, Brendan Fraser has been through hell and back, metaphorically and literally in some aspects. I don't want to get into it, because I want to be respectful. And this man has been through enough that he deserves 
the respect he deserves the accolades that he's getting right now and I can't wait and I'm probably gonna cry when he wins the Oscar I'm not gonna say if I feel like he's a shoe win and if he doesn't then we riot okay <laughs> so Darren Aronofsky he has been known to be a director that does not make happy-go-lucky films uh, Requiem for a Dream is still seared into my mind. It is a very good cautionary tale, and I feel like they should just play that movie instead of making kids do dare, if kids even do dare anymore. But yeah, that movie, holy shit. That was a movie that was one and done for me, because holy fuck. It was just, and honestly, and I feel like that made me like Jared Leto as an actor, not so much anymore because uh, there's too many reasons. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, he's also done other movies, uh, Darren Aronofsky, uh, The Wrestler, Mother. I haven't seen Mother because of that one certain scene involving a baby and I don't want to watch that. I know it's fake. I saw a clip of it and it looks very fake, but I just don't want that imagery or any more. Like, I don't I don't, I don't feel the need to watch the movie. So anyway, so The Whale, it's based on a play by the same name, and it was written by Samuel D. Hunter, who also ended up doing the screenplay. And so Brendan Fraser, he plays Charlie. He is this teacher who teaches online. He is a morbidly obese man. I don't believe they tell you his exact weight, not that it really matters, but this is the first time I've seen a person in a, well, fat suit that was not played for laughs and it was very, it was done very respectfully. So I feel like, honestly, the supposed backlash that this film's been getting about that is horseshit. But that's just me. But I feel like, again, the makeup, it fucking scared me how realistic this looked. This did not look like, oh, Brennan Fraser with, you know, prosthetics on and makeup and everything and the whole shebang. He looked like a person you could easily see on my 600 pound life. And that was, that in itself blew me away. Aside from his performance, you will cry watching this movie. I definitely did because you could tell he put his heart and his soul into this performance. I'm just going to give the spiel real quick of what the movie is about. So, Brendan Fraser's character, Brendan Fraser's character Charlie he he was married at one point and he lives alone he is morbidly obese he has a slew of health problems he is basically on death's door he has an estranged daughter named Ellie played by Sadie Sink who has played Max in Stranger Things he has a friend who is also a nurse and is also an enabler in some sense uh played by Hong Chow her character's name is Liz. Hong Chao has been in Big Little Lies, The Watchmen TV series, and Bojack Horseman. He ends up befriending 
this door-to-door missionary who talks about his lord and savior, played by Ty Simpkins, who was in Jurassic World, and the missionary's name is Thomas. So Charlie is basically on death's door because of the plethora of issues that he has with his health, and so he wants to reconnect with his estranged daughter, Ellie, and the reason why Charlie is this way is because he had an affair with another man while he was married and he essentially ran off with this person and Charlie came out as gay and his partner ended up dying. I'm not going to say how, but he dies and Charlie obviously doesn't take it well. And so Charlie uses food as a coping mechanism and not only that, not for pleasure, not for comfort, he uses it as a way to punish himself as a form of self-harm. And again, with Darren Aronofsky, he may not be a part of the horror genre necessarily, but he is able to make you fucking disturbed. And this movie definitely fucking disturbed me when it came to Charlie gorging himself to the point where you can tell he's in, like, in physical pain after doing so. And it's not, again, it's not necessarily an emotional eating type of thing. This is like he goes on almost like autopilot and then he grabs the nearest thing and then the fucking crazy juxtaposition between his friend Liz being a nurse who is doing, well she's kind of doing the best she can in a way with trying to help him telling him where his blood pressure's at, which is fucked, and trying to keep him alive as best she can while also feeding into his self-destruction by giving him fast food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or, you know, snacks and stuff like that instead of, you know, helping him help himself. But at the same time, she can't necessarily be his savior because he doesn't even want to help himself. And he does, it is, spoiler, there is a moment where there's a realization that he did have way more resources than Liz had known. And so this causes kind of a rift. And Sadie Sink's performance in this as an angsty, angry teen who basically wants to use her dad to help her pass one of her classes. I think it was a writing class. Um, so she kind of uses that as an excuse to come around his place more often and he kind of bribes her with money too and I really loved their on-screen chemistry. I felt like it was believable. They even kind of look alike and if you do some digging, uh, one of Brendan Fraser's sons actually looks like he could be Sadie Sink's brother. <laughs> like It's actually pretty uncanny. It's kind of creepy too. The crazy thing is with this play is it does, it does feel like a play with the acting and the writing and everything. So that was a little bit awkward in some spots with delivery of lines, which I mean, it's fine. It's fine by me because you still felt the heart of the story and the way Brendan acts his fucking ass off. I just, I was so fucking proud of him. I was so fucking. Uh. <laughs> it's actually making me kind of emotional now, but I, as much as this movie stuck with me, and it's probably going to haunt me, <laughs> I would watch it again, specifically for the performances in it. And yeah, it doesn't have a happy ending, 
But the crazy thing about this was that apparently it took 10 years for Darren Aronofsky to even cast Charlie. And somehow, he apparently hadn't really seen too many of Brendan's movies. And I'm like, how the fuck is that even possible? (laughs) But apparently he saw him in one of his low-budget movies. And that's how he knew that Brendan would be the right choice. Like, oh, this guy can do the damn thing. And I- oh, and another good dramatic movie that I want to see him in is Gods and Monsters. So that's definitely on my list because, yeah, I just want to keep on supporting Brendan Fraser and just see him have his renaissance because he's- he's my childhood and he just seems like such a pure soul and I just want to see all the good things for him. And he deserves it. So be prepared to cry. There's a few dark humor moments in this movie and you will be disturbed because again, Darren Aronofsky, how can you not be? And yeah, give it a watch. I saw it in the movie theater. I'm not sure if you're able to get it on demand yet, but definitely support this film and let me know what you thought about it. If you would like to give me any suggestions on any movies, you, I guess, just reach out to me on Slasher app or email me at thathorrorwitch at gmail.com because for some reason, I don't know why, but it'll tell me that there's responses to certain questions I've been asking but yet it won't show me the actual answers. So I guess just, yeah, reach out to me. Let me know your suggestions. If you would like to see this movie, let me know how you think about it, what you got from it, and have a happy, safe new year, and I'll see you guys next year. Have a good night, fiends. Bye! Just a reminder, fiends, if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode and you want to support this channel, you can feel free to donate any amount you like to the listener support button. Thanks and have a good one.